Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on the Broomstick. Hi, and welcome to a 2024 edition of Back on the Broomstick. I'm Layla. And I am Shell, who has freaked the hell out that it is 2024. Whoa. Yeah, I think every single newscaster has been like, it's 2024. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> no, none Actually, of us can. <laughs> thanks for asking. No. No, it has been a wild ride, I would have to say. 2023 was, let's just say I'm happy to put it to bed both for good and bad reasons. And I'm very much looking forward to 2024. What a freaking roller coaster of a year. Literally a roller coaster first, you know, like a roller coaster. But last episode, we talked about how I think New Year's resolutions are bullshit. That's true. We did. Did you make any on New Year's Eve? No. <laughs> <laughs> In that vein, I do believe in... New Year's prosperity spells and things of that nature. Oh, because okay. I do, I do feel that they are different. I agree. I do want to put out there that I have seen all over social media, all these weird New Year's Day superstitions. And <laughs> I, I, I just want all of our listeners to be rest assured. I did not do laundry on New Year's Day. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's my favorite one. The no cleaning on New Year's Day. That's because I'm lazy, not necessarily because I think anything will happen, but hey, whatever. So I've seen a lot of superstitions of folklore kind of come into prominence in the last few years. And I think a lot of these New Year's Eve ones or New Year's Day ones are really just like old folklore superstitions that people have kind of blown up. Everyone's looking for, what am I supposed to do? It's the new year. I'm a witch. Let me do something. And we all want something to do. And I think the no cleaning came from the idea of you would wash your luck away if you clean. And it, just an old superstition, I think, in American superstition, hoodoo superstition, some other cultures. I, I get it. And I'm all for it because, you know, hey, it's day off and who wants to clean on a day off? Exactly. But they take it all the way to the point of showering. And yeah, no can do. I did take a shower on New Year's Day, not going to lie. Zero guilt. <laughs> Zero guilt. Some of the others that are rooted in old superstitions are wearing red on New Year's Day because because in a lot of Asian cultures, in particular China, red is considered a lucky color. And I know for Chinese New Year, they do a lot of things with money, prosperity, red red envelopes. The color red is considered to be very lucky. Actually, for this episode, we both did prosperity spells that we had not done before or we tried to enhance prosperity spells that we have used in the past. Now, I have to laugh because we both did a social media post and (laughs) you pick on me for throwing cinnamon sticks out the door, (laughs) but I have cats and cinnamon is toxic to cats. So yeah, I throw that shit right out the door. Same thing. You're supposed to throw it in the door. The idea is you throw it in your door or blow the cinnamon. So what we're talking about is the cinnamon, what's called the cinnamon blow spell. And a lot of people do this on the first of the month. It's gotten to basically 
cult status. On the first of the month, everybody's saying rabbit, 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 and everybody's saying, did you blow your cinnamon? And the idea is you blow the cinnamon into your door from outside into your house to bring in prosperity and to allow abundance and prosperity to enter into your home. All right, dear listeners, shall fuck this one up and I did it all out. I got all of the 2023 out and yeah, I I threw my cinnamon out the door. I don't know what to tell you. If you're throwing it out your door, the idea is, well, some people say you're throwing your money away, but most people will say that if anything you brush out your door is you're getting rid of. So you want to get rid of any negativity. You can use that cinnamon or herbs or whatever from inside to out your door to cleanse your space, to get rid of anything negative. I do have a backup. I did repent a little bit. So, okay, maybe I threw my damn sticks out the door. Sorry, but my intentions were good. I did, however, make a cinnamon and bay leaf prosperity spell jar because I can seal the jar and keep it away from my kitty cats. The information that I've seen on cinnamon is basically don't blow it in your cat's face. But if you're blowing like a teaspoon or so into your door and onto the ground, that's not really going to hurt anything. As long as they're not sticking their face right into it and you're not blowing it into their face, you should be fine with the cinnamon blow. But better safe than sorry, you can chuck that stick of cinnamon in. You can use it like a whistle and blow through the stick of cinnamon into your house if you don't want to throw it. And as Shell found out in a very not so great way, you can light it on fire. It stinks. (laughs) It does not smell like cinnamon. So if that is your expectation, forget about it. The cinnamon stick is kind of hard to get lit on fire. I do recommend using a longer lighter, like one you would use for a grill or something like that, because you're going to want to hold that flame on the end of the cinnamon stick for a minute. It'll flame and then it'll kind of smolder like an incense stick. And you can use it just like incense. Um, Wave it around the front of your door, blow it into the front of your door, walk through your home. Cinnamon can be used for prosperity, protection, cleansing. And I know Shell hates the smell. I kind of like it. It smells more like bark than cinnamon, but it, it smells nice. Now, do you know why people use cinnamon? Well, I mean, it is a herb that promotes prosperity and and good luck. But if there's another reason, do tell. Nope, that's exactly it. Uh, Cinnamon back in the day was very expensive. It was considered a rich people thing. The symbolism means that if this is a rich people thing and you blow some of it into your door, you're blowing expensive, luxurious goods into your house. And so the energy that it carries is of money. It's also a very fiery and strong. So that can help give you the energy that you need that get up and go to make money. Well, if that is the case, my driveway is going to be very prosperous. (laughs) You know, like I said, I also did a spell jar and and I'll post pictures of that. I put cinnamon in a bay leaf, two bay leaves, actually. And I wrote little things on my bay leaves and that I have on my windowsill. So the way I look at it and, you know, I'm a weirdo, I do things to my own pace that we are now at a point where the sun is growing and gaining. And I put my cinnamon and bay leaf little jar thing in my window to kind of coincide with that, you know, the sun is growing and gaining and my jar is for growing and gaining. So to kind of amplify that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Amplify that with the sun in the windowsill. 
I like that a lot better than the cinnamon blow because it re-strengthens. It gets stronger every time you look at it. You know, every time you look at that jar, it's going to reactivate that spell and kind of bring that energy out again. And so I like that even more than just the once a month cinnamon blow. Well, you know how I am. You know how I roll. I kind of make my own shit up. And that just, (laughs) I was like, hey, that's a good idea and Mm -hmm. just went with it. You have to kind of follow your instincts. A lot of witchcraft is following your instinct, following what's right for you. And I know some people get very frustrated with that because it can be, it can be very frivolous and it can also feel very unknown and scary a little bit. If someone says, oh, just do what feels right. And you're like, I don't know what feels right. Sometimes that can be a scary place to be, but it can also be empowering. So I don't know. You got to kind of trust yourself like Shell does. Trust yourself, do what feels right, do your research and then do what works. Well, and as much as you can, and you can trust a lot of the books out there, they're not the end all be all and just like a shoe, different sizes for different folks, you know, different strokes for different folks. And for me, throwing those sticks out the door, that was my intention. So I guess in my mind, it's going to work as much as if I was outside throwing them in. It really does. Because honestly, when you think about it, you walk out that door every day to go to work. Right. And so you're kind of following the cinnamon sticks. You're, you're getting that get up and go, that energy to get up every day and do what you need to do to make that money. Following the money trail. So you can make it work. You can pretty much make anything work. So what I did is kind of similar to the jar that you did. I did the very popular money bowl spell. Now you can do a money bowl spell at any time, but a lot of people like to do it at the beginning of the year. Either make one new or refresh an old one and to keep that money bowl in a prominent place where you can feed it and to refresh it regularly to keep that energy going through the whole year. Now, I already have a question that I know a lot of our listeners already probably have too. So we preemptively posted on both Facebook and Instagram pictures of your money bowls. Okay. So I need you to take a moment and explain to me why the hell was one of them empty? (laughs) those are just the parts that was the before when i had assembled everything to put the spell together so i will actually once this episode airs i will actually put a picture of the money bowl put together so the picture that's on our social media right now is kind of like you know how chefs have all the ingredients like on tv to their their different components of the i gotcha so i just put everything kind of around so i could have it all together so when i do my spell I have my charcoal there and I have some loose incense. I'm going to do um, a smoke cleanse of every item first and then put them together. So when I did the spell, I did a smoke cleanse of every item and then put them together. And I'll post a picture of it all together. So what a money bowl is, is again, this one is something that I did long, long time ago, more following the Chinese New Year celebrations, because I really liked the idea of the red envelopes of money for luck. And something I had heard was, one common thing that people would do is put a small bowl with money in it by the front door. And the idea is, I guess it's part of feng shui and it allows the money to come into your home. Honestly, I thought that's just where people emptied their pocket of change when they got home from work. (laughs) Maybe, maybe it is. But so I have a very small little cauldron that I would keep by my front door, no matter where we moved, that little cauldron would get set up by the front door and, and some money would be put into it. And not necessarily every time we came in, we emptied our pockets of change into it. But when I would think of it, I would refresh it, you know, and quote unquote, feed it a little bit of change throughout the year. So this money bowl spell, which 
you know, I've seen a few mentions of it here and there, but the last five years, my goodness, that cinnamon blow and the money bowl spells have exploded in popularity. If I don't see that eight times in the first day or two of the month, strike me down. (laughs) And quick side note, they do it at the beginning of the month, not really for any particular reason. You can do it any time. Most people do it at the first for a couple different reasons. One is because it's easy to remember. If you get in the habit of, okay, it's the first of the month, I'm going to do my money spell or refresh my money bowl, that helps you to set a ritual and to set a habit. And your magical brain really likes that. And it also starts at the beginning. It's for new beginnings. It's for increasing numbers because what happens after the first? Every number gets bigger and bigger. So that's another symbolic reason for doing it on the first. These money bowls seem to be kind of more of a, an advanced version of the, the Chinese lucky money bowl by the door. And it incorporates a bunch of different symbology. The round bowl, which its roundness symbolizes fullness. Bowls hold food. They hold things. And then usually what you'll see in it is rice, money, a green candle, and sometimes other green stones or green herbs. I use those and a couple other things as well. Now... I, I, I beg to differ for a second on one of your ingredients. Okay. What ingredient? Rice. Ooh. What do we differ about it? You know, I'm not a cooker. Mm-hmm. My children were raised on a toaster oven, okay? And they're proud of it. And, you know, I never always had rice around. I did beach sand in money bowls. Why? Because I wanted to. Does it matter? Not to me. Again, I just kind of beat to my own drum and and I like the sand better. I don't know. That works. That's fine. The the inclusion of the rice is because rice itself is a symbol of wealth. Having rice meant you could eat. And so historically, rice has come to be very much associated with money. We even in America, how often do people throw rice at weddings to symbolize abundance and fertility in the marriage? You know, that's not good for the wildlife, just saying. No, it is not. We don't do it so much anymore, but that's why people used to do it. It was that idea, because rice itself symbolized fertility and abundance, that when you threw it on the couple, that they would get prosperity, fertility, and abundance. In Hindu mythology, it's a symbol of fertility and good health. In Japan, rice was supposedly a gift from the goddess Amaterasu, and so it's associated with the sun goddess. But in lots of cultures, rice is considered to be prosperity. So that's one ingredient you could include. Or I also use sand. One of the bowls you'll see in that picture has a little bit of sand in it. And that's from a very sacred place that's very magical and special to me. So I wanted to include that as well. I also have sunflower seeds that I got at the Parliament of World Religions. And I included sunflower seeds because the bright big gold sunflowers symbolize the sun. They symbolize coins and wealth. Sunflower seeds themselves can be considered a form of wealth. So I wanted to add those in Uh, seeds, new beginnings. I also have salt. I also put salt in there. And salt is used a lot of times for preservation, for uh, protection, to keep things cleansed and grounded and going in the right way. But salt has also been used historically as money, as currency. Um, Roman soldiers were paid sometimes in salt. The money that I chose, I have a, a silver certificate dollar bill and I have a $2 bill. Because it's real money, but it's fantastic. And I wanted some fantastic money to come to me. Um, and a green stone, a white candle, three bay leaves to write my, you know, prosperity, abundance, and success on. Maybe a sigil. 
But yeah, so I did that. And I also, the bowl that looks empty has a shed cat's claw in it. That's the bowl that I use to put everything together and create the money bowl. Do you know why I use a shed cat's claw? Why? Cat's claws symbolize tenacity and they symbolize strength and protection. And have you ever tried to pick up a cat off of a couch or a bed and try to put it like in a kennel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And their claws dig in and they don't let go. And so I wanted to bring that strength. I have a tendency sometimes to, I get scared. I get imposter syndrome or something. And I, and I, I tend to let things go. And I didn't, I don't want to let things slide this year. I want to make sure to, to stick with it, to have that tenacity. And so I saw this shed cat claw and decided to include that, to bring those energies into the spell. And just like Shell said, you don't have to go with what you see online. Those are a good place to start. And there's reasons behind every single thing that someone picks. I mean, green is a pretty easy association. Here in America, a lot of our money is green. We call green the color of money. So you can put green things in there. You can put real money in there. Whatever that you associate with wealth and success. Or like me, I need something to give me some tenacity and some kind of stick to And that cat claw worked perfectly. So you just really have to pick your symbols and what works. And just like Shell, it doesn't have to be the same thing that everyone else does. If something screams money to you or says, hey, I need to be in this spell, just go with it. Now, I wanted to do another thing and it didn't work out, but I had an amazing discovery. This is like the craft discovery of, the, of a lifetime here. So you know how people do the pine cone thing and you write things on the pine cone, you write things on paper and stick it between the, I don't even know what to call it, not branches of the pine cone. Petals? Yeah. The petals? Oh yeah, that's a great spell. And you know how it needs to be really dry to like open up wide to mm-hmm. get the paper. So I wanted to start with a new pine cone. I have a couple, but I wanted a new one. So I went outside. They're all moisture filled. But so I get a a pine cone and I'm like, how can I dry it out? Space heater. Now I am showing Layla a pine cone that was very tight earlier today. And an afternoon in the space heater, it is drying out and opening up. You'll have to put pictures of that. I did not know either. So those pine cones where all the petals are closed up tight and you can't get anything into it. Right off the tree, basically. A little fresh. So you dried them out on your space heater and now those petals are starting to open up. So you can use it to roll up your wishes or write them on bay leaves and then stick them in between the, the little petals of that pine cone. That's a great way to make a little fire starter or um, a little spell bomb to put in your fire pit. And I would like to point out, I had eyes on this all day. Like, I didn't walk away from it. Like, I ain't starting no house fire here. But holy shit, who knew? Now, aside from our little try it stuff, I wanted to bring out the coveted Book of Shadows. This is going back to my third Book of Shadows. The very first page is dated 2000. In the year 2000. Wow. Blast from the past. Taking it back a minute. And as you know, all of my books of shadows, I did something special or to signify that moment or or what have you for page one. Mm -hmm. This page one, 
I am not calling it resolutions because it's not, but I like circling back to yourself at the new year. And this is ways to honor yourself. And the new year is a good time to remember yourself because by New Year's, you have spent half the year forgetting about your damn self. (laughs) So I just wanted to touch some points that I had in my book of shadows from the year 2000. Things you can think about and, and not just in January, but all year long. But, you know, January, for whatever reason, is kind of a good restart, a reset. So just a couple of these and, and add any input if you'd like. Trust your intuition. Oh, that's a good one. A good way to honor yourself is to trust your damn self. Which is, yes, this means you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shell is talking to you right now. Trust yourself, especially when it comes to magic. Don't worry, I'm talking to me and Layla too, so don't <laughs> curse me. Live your truth and speak your truth. Preach it. That's a hard one. That's easier said than done sometimes, but so good. Even if it's something you can't just start doing, be cognizant of it. Even if you're like, you know what, I should have done that. You know, be cognizant. Here's a good one. Give yourself permission. Sometimes you are your own worst enemy, folks. Create space. Now, create space. I just want to elaborate on this. You want to create magical space, personal space. What we mean by create space means a lot of different things in a lot of different spaces. Be who you really are. That's a good way to start the new year. Pretty deep there, Shell. You're really making people dig deep for their new years. Wherever you are in life, be there fully. Oh, yeah, that's a damn good one. Right? Choose to evolve consciously. You know, I don't like change. You don't like change. Nobody likes change. But bottom line is, it's there, it's happening. You know, I I was kind of laughing with my sweet love because New Year, we're, we were kind of reminded of our age. Him and I have a milestone birthday in 2025. And part of honoring yourself is realizing every year that goes by, you are a different person, like it or not, just because... And your birthday might not be right now, but it is a good time to take stock in where you've been and where you're going. Just like the January 1st New Year is a worldwide reset, your own birthday, your personal one-year marker of a trip around the sun, that is also a very powerful reset time. So you can harness this energy at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the month, or at your birthday. It's a fantastic transformative time. You can also do it on a random Tuesday. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Do it whenever you feel moved to. But I thought it would be a a good episode and fit in with, uh, you know, prosperity, putting out there what what you want, what you're, you know, reaping what you sow. Mm -hmm. Because part of that is honoring yourself. If you don't honor yourself, who the hell is going to? That's exactly right. And, you know, Shell doesn't believe in New Year's resolutions. What she does believe in is taking stock of who you are and where you're at in your life and moving towards goals that work for you. You are not a wishy-washy, fluffy bunny, I want to wish for something kind of witch. You're a a put on my pointy hat, get my hands dirty, whip up a spell or five, and get shit done kind of witch. Make that shit happen. That's right. 
And so I wish everybody to have a little bit of that kind of get up and go, which and self-reflection, you know, that can be hard for us. But from 2000 Shell, those are some really amazing self-reflection and lessons for the year. You know, what a good place to start. Who the hell was I preaching that shit in the year 2000? (laughs) Well, it was definitely a weird time. We probably needed all those lessons then. Sure as fuck, I know I need them now. I was going to say, I think they they are more taken to heart now than in 2000. Okay. Now, I don't know if this is going to make it into the episode or not, but right around 2000, Byron Ballard also was talking about having visions of something she called tower time. What is that? A lot of change. Like she kept seeing the, the tower tarot card. She had an actual vision and kept seeing the tower and things falling, especially here in this country. Shortly after that, the 9-11 attacks happened, but she didn't think that was it. She feels that the time tower time is now, and she's got some essays out about it. It's interesting that you're pulling up something from right around, you know, a year or so after that, that has all these self-reflective, introspective things and personal Now you're freaking me out, man. Right? I don't know. I just think that this is going to be a transformative year. It is the year of the Green Dragon, which starts on February 10th. So we're ending the rabbit year and starting a dragon year, which is always auspicious. And, and you know, that is kind of a bummer for me because I was born in the year of the rabbit. So I feel like my year is coming to an end. You yes. Know? So your year is ended. But dragon is wonderful energy for beginnings. People like to have children in the year of the dragon because it, it's such a good sign and it's so auspicious. And from what I understand, having it be a green dragon year is even better. New beginnings, change, wonderful things could be happening. We'll look into it more. I'll ask a couple experts and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about the year of the green dragon. But that's what 2024 is. And it has some really good signs. Yeah, we're going to we'll we'll have to uh, around the Chinese New Year here in a week or two. We'll have to investigate that. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little more next month. So what we'll do is I will post up some pictures of our prosperity jar and bowl, and we'll put up a spell or two that you could do if you want to try it yourself. And don't worry, folks. I'll I'll show you a picture of me chucking my uh, cinnamon sticks out (laughs) the door. And just remember, intention, it's all about intention. It is, but also remember that the items that you choose can definitely help get you into the right headspace and get you into the right magical place so that that intention can be even stronger. So go ahead and grab what works for you. Grab the things that have the correspondences with what you like and put them together. But if you don't have a green candle, Shell says it's okay to use a pink one. It is. As long (laughs) as in your freaking mind you think it's green, it's green. As long as you find a good reason for it, it will definitely work in your magical practice. Oh, can I point out one one really quick thing that I have done before? Because, well, I'm like that. I have done back in, in the day when my kids were little... I had done a prosperity spell and didn't have a green candle. And you want to know what I used? What did you use? I used a green crayon. Just saying. <laughs> have you ever had a prosperity spell work? I have, as a matter of fact. Maybe not to the extent that my hopes and dreams were, but I have had one work. It was at a point where I really needed to get a different job. And it did happen within about two months of doing the prosperity spell. The very first prosperity spell I did, I kept finding change. Really? I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. I think part of it is um, I didn't word it very well. It was something to the effect of, you know, I hope I find a little bit of money. And the universe took me seriously. And I found a little bit of money. 
But the next time I was a little more serious about it. And I have used them, you know, before big interviews or, you know, when wanting a change in job. And, and they've worked pretty well for me in the past. And, and that was the, the context in which I used it. Actually, this is when I lived with you and we had a shared employer and I was not happy with that shared employer anymore. And I wanted something different. And I also needed something with a little bit higher pay. And I landed it. And that was about two months after I had done something. Yep. So they definitely work. I've seen a lot of anecdotal things online where other people have mentioned that they work. This Moneyball one seems to be very, very popular. I see people do it a lot. So we will keep you guys updated on the success or failure or what happens with the money jar and the money bowl going forward. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll win the lottery. What is it? 800 million? Well, I was thinking I'd be happy with like just some land in the woods. <laughs> is that all? That's all you want? It's like a yeah. little homestead in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll call it the like back on the broomstick coven or some bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. But we hope you all have a great and prosperous new year. We hope that your prosperity bowls work, your money bowls work. We'll put some good vibes out in the universe for all you guys in, in your prosperity spells. And cheers, man. Here's to 2024. Let's make good things happen. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. There's so much in the works. We have a lot of people lined up to be on the show. We are joining other people on their podcasts, going to festivals. Can't wait to see some of our fans in person. I'm so excited. And I'm, I'm excited that the sun is returning because I'm sick of being cold and I'm sick of the dark. I am ready for spring. Bring it on. Absolutely. So thank you all so much for listening to Back on the Broomstick. We will see you next Friday. Don't forget to like, subscribe, do all those weird things that social media want you to do because we appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Be wise, be wicked. Don't forget, keep it witchy.